Welcome to episode number 32 of the Peaceful Power Podcast, and today I'm going to interview Natasha Koo. Sapphire training helps the on-the-go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace, and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. All right, so the interview today is with Natasha Koo. Um, We are going to dive into why self-love is important and how our ego can get into our way from achieving our goals. So this is definitely... um, an interesting feminine talk, and I loved um, getting Natasha to speak with her about this issue. I've never had anyone on um, a guest like this, so I'm excited for you guys to hear this. So a little bit of background about who Natasha is. She is the woman's tribe leader of the feminine space, and as an ex-perfectionist, people pleaser, and conflict avoider, Natasha overcame low self-confidence, guilt, and self-sabotage by trusting, loving, and caring for herself. Natasha has created the most supportive, empowering, and transformational woman's community online for self-love. And after talking and listening to Natasha, I think you guys will definitely feel the same way. Um, She is passionate and knowledgeable, and she gives you tons of actionable items for you to do in your everyday life. All right, so I can't wait for you guys to listen. I'm so excited today to be here um, with Natasha Koo. So Natasha, let's throw it over to you and tell us a little bit more about yourself. All right, so I'm Natasha. I was born in Hong Kong, but raised in Canada. But now I'm living in Zurich, Switzerland. And I've also started a woman's community for self-love. So that's what I'm all about. Love it. Yes, and that's what I've totally been getting into myself is making yourself a priority. Um, So can you tell us, like, what is self-love to you? Mm -hmm. So I would describe that as, you know, when we're really passionate or overwhelmed by joy by something in life like we smell the flower we're like oh that's amazing or we're looking at a sunset where we're spending an amazing moment with someone else you know in our life all these feelings all these amazing experiences I think that self-love is just appreciating that we are on the same level as all those amazing things that happen to us and all those amazing things in life and treating ourselves with the same respect and love that we do for these yeah great, great moments. Yes, I love that. That's awesome. Um, And for self-love, do you think of it as um, like, so I sometimes consider self-love or acts of self-love, like even going for a workout now or taking time for a meditation. Do you consider those kind of acts of self-love? I I find those acts of self-love, but I honestly feel it's in every moment. Mm. It doesn't even have to be something that we have to do. It could be just like, listening to what's going on I think that's the foundation I think sometimes self-love has to start with a place that's not quiet but still and we listen of what we need and then from there then we go into action oh I love that yes I've never even actually thought of it like that but that's so true you know just walking through a flower garden and taking time to smell the flowers and notice what's going on that's I love that I need to do that more in my own life. <laughs> so why do you think it's important to have in our daily lives? Mm, I guess the best way to describe this would be to kind of feel back to the time when I didn't appreciate myself and didn't respect myself. And what I felt then is that if you don't have that kind of relationship with yourself, then no one appreciates you. So like everything is a reflection of how I feel and what's going on inside. Mm. So I remember back in the day when I didn't feel worthy, Mm. then I felt like people also treated me in the same way. And how I approach 
you know, opportunities or even relationships, I didn't allow myself to fully receive. So I think it's important because it, it fully reflects how life happens back kind of to us. So once I did start loving myself more, I really felt that I appreciated not only myself, but everything else that went on. It's like suddenly I mattered, my life mattered, my opinion mattered, my desires mattered. And that then that changes everything. Oh, yes. Um, I totally, you know, I've been hearing that a lot too lately. You know, on online, it's really easy for people to comment and make mean comments. And one thing that people always say is, um, you know, hurt people, hurt people, you know, mm-hmm. and so posting those things and, um, you know, having those stories that, you know, you as maybe receiving something that might be hurtful to you, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have that kind of awareness that, that's not necessarily my story. That's probably their story. Um, so I really like that kind of enforcing that, that usually it's probably your own story that's coming through and they have their own story and reasoning mm-hmm. behind it. So I think that's mm-hmm. an important message to kind of spread. So people don't, you know, attack each other online as much as you see nowadays. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And this feeling of, um, I, I guess for me, how I kind of feel into what you just described would be if I feel anonymous, right? Mm-hmm. Say I'm online, I feel anonymous, and I feel like I'm not even there. Mm-hmm. Then what I say is not really there. Like, sure, I can see the response, but I'm not really taking responsibility for it. And I feel like a part of self-love is to kind of stop hiding. I think a lot mm. of us learn to hide and to protect ourselves from whatever monster yes. back in the day. But, you know, as an adult, we can stand up for ourselves and that we are safe now um, compared to maybe a long time ago when we first established this. And I feel that as opposed to hiding, actually taking responsibility for not just who we are, but also our talents and all those things we may have denied before. So I think it's a wonderful thing to take on responsibility for our aliveness. <laughs> yes. Oh, that, yeah, that's so true. Cause online is so easy to get sucked into being like, no one knows who I am. I'm just going to plop this out there, whether it be good, whether it be bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times, again, the hurt people are the ones who are posting the negativity. So I love that, you know, take ownership of yourself to feel that mm-hmm. aliveness. So I know that you kind of went through a journey of um, overcoming low self-esteem and low, low yeah. you know, self-confidence. So can you tell us how you kind of came out of that and started to run your own business from it? <laughs> that's, that's a long story because it starts from when I was really, really young. But I guess uh, compared to the listeners, we, we go through a really similar thing, right? You grow up and you get a lot of no's mm-hmm. and you also get a lot of shoulds. So you learn and you trust that the adults around you, you know, want the best for you and that this is who you should be. But we so internalize these shoulds that we grow up thinking we still be, we are still shooting (laughs) our our younger version. And we kind of lose the sense of, wait, I know who I should be or what others want me to be, but who am I really? And that takes a little bit of digging and that also takes a bit of self-trust. So I found myself um, as I grew pretty much into adulthood that I found myself in situations where I didn't feel safe, whether I was with someone else who rather didn't appreciate me, care about me, or just where I put myself physically into relationships that aren't helpful. And I just kept thinking, why is this happening? 
And I also started noticing pretty much situations where I was really hurt and suffering, but actually I could be receiving in that moment. So mm. one one time, um, my husband bought me, you know, this like, you know, when you go to the salon and they have the salon brand of shampoo and I was just starting my own healing work back then, not the online business, but just the healing work. And I felt so guilty. I was angry at him for giving it to me. And I just remember at some point, like, why am I doing this to myself? So I just had so many of these moments where I just kept hitting the wall. And I was like, why? It seemed to be a pattern. What's going on? And I wanted to change it. You know, when you hit the wall enough times, you kind of want to say, what's going on? Can I stop this? Totally. <laughs> so, so that's what happened. And it's a long story to you know how I learned about my healing abilities and, you know, just my intuitive nature to help others and to empower others. But I really did have to live those moments, which were total downers, but to realize that there's another way. So realizing that I do have a choice and that Mm -hmm. it can be different and that I am the one to change that. So being that person of like power of my life, then I could really fully begin to love myself and go on this journey. Mm, yes. Yes. I love that. Cause the, I mean, owning your own power, owning your own truth, that is, I mean, it takes a while to step into that and, you know, releasing the shoulds. Cause I actually just talked mm. about that um, recently in one of my Facebook lives and, you know, in working out, you know, I always say we have the shoulds, like we should do this, we should do that. But it really, it's not only just working out, it's in life in general. Like we pick up those things from childhood typically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes we don't even think about that, you know, cause I'm, I mean, like my mom was a teacher. So in my mind as a young kid, I'm thinking I should be a teacher because that's what my mom did. That's what I saw. My dad was a farmer. I didn't have any interest in being a farmer myself. So I knew, you know, that was nothing, not a story I told myself, but I think a lot of the times we do pick up those stories as a kid and we might not even realize it until you know, you no. really are reflecting. And if you don't do self-reflection, you might ever realize, wow, that's where I picked that story up. So um, I love that, like just focusing on, you know, releasing and owning your truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some tips for people um, or for women in particular to tell people like how to tell people no in their lives? Because I think we get sucked into so many things that, again, that we think we should do, but, mm-hmm. you know, we don't necessarily have to. Mm-hmm. One, one of the things that I'm focusing quite a, quite a bit on with the ladies I work with is that we, from the beginning of time, want to be the best, you know, we want to be the super woman mm-hmm. of the people in our lives. And often women are the cornerstones, you know, mm-hmm. we are the peacemakers at home, we are the glue, we are the one to hold the space, we are the one to listen we are trying to be the best everything, like the best husband, oh, we're not the husbands, but the best wives, girlfriends, friend, daughter, mother, you name it, right? Even, you know, the professional or whatever you want to call ourselves. And we want to reach that point where we are there for everyone mm-hmm. that we love. And I think we're all starting to realize that it's, it's a bit unreasonable to be this superwoman, Because we do have to choose. And we are not here to live for everyone else, Mm. but first ourselves. And then, of course, we have our loved ones who we care and want to support so much. But I think we're 
I also at some point felt I drained myself. Mm. Like I did not know what I wanted and I needed to come back to myself and give myself what I need mm. in order to give to those who I love. Mm. So first I would say identify what is it that you need because only from there can you then fill your own cup and that requires a bit of listening and stillness and sitting with yourself and that might be strange or uncomfortable at the beginning but it's just listening to to you know what our bodies are saying to us or what our hearts our emotions whatever is going on inside can be scary but once you realize it doesn't hurt you it's less scary and then from there you can then give yourself and know that hey you are deserving of this time you are worthy to receive what you need and what you desire is valid right maybe your husband's needs or your friend's needs you feel like it's so urgent right mm -hmm. now but hey take a moment like what do you actually want to say yes to mm -hmm. so I think the saying yes to everything that has been something that's like really recent it's like be the yes person say yes to all opportunities like I'm now like no, the listen and maybe the no. Yes, yes. <laughs> so take into account all your options. Just because we feel like we are in these roles doesn't mean that we have to play them all always perfectly in order to have the love of others. Mm -hmm. So I feel that that love can radiate in every direction. But first, we need to have that full, full, full love for ourselves first. Totally. And I don't think that's, I mean... Sometimes it's easier said than done. You know, do you have any tips for people who are just really struggling with self-love? Like, how can they really start that kind of journey if they're really just kind of yeah. down in the dumps? Yeah, yeah. I would first, well, this is kind of my journey, so I can only share what worked for me. Mm -hmm. But a really uh, defining moment when I truly realized my own power was when I connected back to my center mm -hmm. and most importantly, my root. So the womb, the pelvis area, mm. and if, you know, if, if you're someone who no longer, you know, has the organs there or whatever operations, it does not matter. I'm just mm. talking about energetically that space, that womanhood, this feminine energy that we all have and sometimes avoid or deny or try to, you know, ignore. But there's a lot of power there. And when I truly allow myself to stand up for myself was when I connected to this place. Mm. Because I feel like for every woman, first, this might sound a little bit ambiguous, but just stay with me. <laughs> there is a wise old woman inside of us. Mm. So this knowing lady who's inside of us. And so we might feel like, oh, I'm a young adult, or, you know, I don't feel like I know everything. Well, maybe we don't, but there's someone inside who can lead the way and the compass is there and it's always in the right direction. So I would say, Whenever you find yourself in a situation, you're wavering, you're not sure, you don't know what to do, or, you know, you feel like you're stuck or in the dumps, wherever you may be, tune into this place of yourself. So just like bring with your breath, bring your attention to your root, to the base of you and to your womanhood, to your womb. That's just space right there. And then just listen, like feel, okay, what would the wise woman in me do in this situation? What does she want to tell me right now? And then you will get an answer. It might take a bit of time at the beginning, but if you listen, there is a voice, there is a knowing. And once she speaks, 
it'll be very difficult to deny her or to say, no, I'm not going to listen to you because it's like that like thunder lightning type of voice that goes, hey, I know you need this and I know you're listening and better do it. (laughs) So it's this like kind yet tough love because it's there and it will provide us with our guidance. So I always love to talk about pelvic care and how this space can be both, you know, a source of creativity, but also our inner knowing. I like to work with the body in this way. I love that. So like for, you know, tapping into that and tapping into, you know, I would call like your intuition in that Mm -hmm. sense, you know, do you, it sounds like you kind of came through there through meditation. Is that kind of what you went through, like a meditation or just sitting in silence or, you know, is that kind of the route that you took? Yes, I'm also a very visual person, okay. and I I do want to share that it comes in every single way, like our guidance, um, what we need to hear and see, and the signs that are being kind of spoken to us. And I want to say that keep your eyes open in every single way, because you never know. It's almost like it's those places we never expect But what I find, and also, let me tell you about this. This is how I started my work, um, at least the online feminine space community. It came about last December when I was in Asia because um, due to family um, issues, I was suddenly back in Asia to see my family. And then I had this just urge, like this little itch inside of me to go find a book about goddesses. So like, okay, first, you know, I ignore it, but then the intuition is so strong, it comes back and also almost becomes annoying. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll listen to you. (laughs) And then I go on Amazon, I tried to find a book and it just didn't feel quite right, the books on goddesses. But I ended up with a book by Tammy Lynn Kent and it's called The Wild Feminine. And she wrote all about the feminine energy, pelvic work and um, breaking ties with your lineage and any patterns you may have learned from your mother and so on. Mm And that was it. That really inspired me to connect, you know, not just with my heart, because I was already such a heart-based healer and worker, but that really tied me um, with my own, like, femininity and not being scared to go down there. So sometimes the intuition is like this voice, and if you don't listen, it's going to get louder and louder and louder, and if you don't listen, then something, you know, even externally might happen that might lead you to the same conclusion. It's like, knock, 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 knock. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I do, like, I like to draw cards in the morning, just like a, of an intention of the day. And I find that when I have something that might be, you know, in the back of my head, it might be knocking, but I'm not answering yet. And I keep drawing <laughs> the same card. And I'm like, okay, clearly this is like hitting me over the head. Like, hello, right here. I'm trying to tell you this is the path you should be going down. So, you know, sometimes it's just constant reinforcement or, you know, I, I think if anyone watched ever sex in the city, um, burger always had like the deck of cards that he'd find, you know, like, mm. and I think some of it's cause we're, you know, unconsciously or consciously like looking and searching, you know, for that sign. So I think sometimes that's, you know, part of our intuition. And, you know, if we do ignore it, it will keep popping up there if it's something that's mm. truly calling to us. So I love that. Mm. And I, I want to talk a little bit more, um, you know, about the pelvic floor, the pelvis, and just yeah. that attachment to the womanhood. Because um, I just had my son, um, and it was mm-hmm. my first child, in February. And so I definitely, um, I guess I've probably shifted in the terms of feminine, masculine energy and kind of exploring mm-hmm. it myself since my birth of my son. And I've been so drawn to, like, more of the feminine energy side because I think before 
I live more on my masculine energy side because I was an athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, I run my own business. Like, um, I'm, I have three brothers, you know, I'm like, I grew mm-hmm. up on a farm. Like, I just have a lot of masculine energy around me. So, um, you know, after giving birth, of course, like, you really are in touch with your feminine side there. Um, mm-hmm. So can you tell us a little bit more, like, how can we kind of get in touch with that feminine side if we're kind of like myself, just a little bit more on the masculine side tendency? Mm-hmm. Well, I would go first with just feeling what's there. If, if you're comfortable with that. So bring your attention to the pelvic area and just feeling, okay, is there anything held there? Is there tension? What's going on? So actually finally giving that space some thought and mm. some attention. Because I, I got to say, we're really familiar with our hands and with our shoulders, maybe with our head. And if, if we're very tense, say our hands are tense or our back is tense, mm-hmm. we, we notice it relatively quickly. Like, oh, that hurts. Or, ooh, let me just bring my shoulders back down. Or, oh, why are my fingers like tense like this? We, we notice. But with the pelvic area, at least for me, when I first started, it was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest first to just bring your awareness there and to bring love to that space. Love already does a lot. But if you're ready for the next step, I would like you to explore any tension that's held there because it's such a space of held emotions. Mm-hmm. And I know if you ever do yoga, your mm-hmm. yoga teacher may have said, oh, right, let's stretch our hips. That's where our emotions are. Mm-hmm. And I never quite got it until I felt that, wow, I do hold tension here. So most women actually do have chronic tension in the pelvic area. That's just the fact. And we just don't know and we're not aware of it enough to let it go. And with this tension means that we're holding the energy there and any emotions that we don't necessarily want to let go of. So from there, once you realize, oh, I am tense. Okay, then let it, let me drop it. Let me, you know, kind of let go of it. Just like I I would with my hands. And if you're really, really, truly ready, then I would suggest to kind of massage both on externally and also inside because you would be so surprised how sore and how pretty much raw some places are because of pretty much that holding for however many years, right? Mm -hmm. It's a space that we don't really go into, like from a place of love and like care and like getting to know ourselves and it's it's a space which yes is hidden Mm -hmm. but if we bring love and attention there we can release a lot and once that stagnant or whatever energy and emotion leaves we can then have lots of creativity we can you know feel into that space for that you know wise woman's voice i mentioned earlier so there's a lot of opportunity here but i say be gentle Because for many of us, it could be a new place to venture into with this kind of loving approach, right? Totally. The the yoga thing, because I have, um, I just got my 230 hour yoga teacher training. And so when we're going through the course, we learned about like the, you know, hip openers can be emotional. Mm -hmm. And I never really, you know, I was like, okay, you know, nothing ever really happened for me. And I, my hips are not an area that seems to be tight um, in me. So that's funny that you know, as we're going over this and I was like, maybe I am more in touch with my feminine side than I thought. Cause I am mm. like, that's never an issue. Whenever, you know, teachers ask, you know, what's tight, what do you want to work on? Mm. Every, all the women in class are always like hips, hips, hips. I'm meanwhile, I'm like mm. hamstrings, my hamstrings are tight, you know, but I now, um, after I gave birth to my son six mm. weeks after I went to, um, a yoga class, a yoga bar class and we're in okay. pigeon pose. 
I am like bawling and I've never had that happen before. And so I was like, wow, this is, you know, now that you say that that's kind of all of that is just tied to, you know, just probably giving birth and like uh-huh. things are already like you're emotional. And then I'm sitting in a hip opener and I'm like uh-huh. only six weeks postpartum and just sitting there wow. being like, look at all these, you know, women. And I happen to be in a different town. I was in LA and I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, you know, just the whole experience. And so now that I'm saying, I'm like, wow, that was probably tied a lot to uh-huh. just a lot of things going on in the body and just the emotions just boom. They haven't uh-huh. had that really happen since. Um, but I think I'm definitely more open in my hips now, um, or maybe just more comfortable living in that space. So I love that you kind of, um, bring that to the, you know, the hips and just the openness and how it all, our whole body, it's all connected. And, um, I think we sometimes, you know, um, think, oh, you know, it's my shoulder. That's the issue. Well, maybe it's not Mm -hmm. really your shoulder. Maybe it is your hips and it's just causing tension to you know go throughout the body. So I think that's something that if we tune into our bodies are so smart and tell us all of those signs. Absolutely. And you know, if you find it ambiguous and too like wishy-washy to just like bring your breath to your pelvic area or to just, you know, feel into it, if that's difficult, then I would suggest to feel it like a, like a pelvic bowl. Imagine Mm -hmm. that you have a bowl in there and if you can feel there and notice what would the bowl look like? So if you had like a beautiful ceramic, you know, bowl in there, if you could kind of project how you feel there, is it cracked? You know, is the ridge smooth? What's going on, right? Um, is it filled with things you don't want or what's the color like? What's the texture? That can almost give you a lot of sign if you just imagine like, okay, if I had a pelvic, you know, I've had a bowl there, then what could it look like? And what does that mean, right? If it's all cracked, okay, does that mean I need more love or, you know, care? So that's a fun way to go about it if you're not ready to like physically go or just like, you know, bring your breath there or that's too, too difficult, then focus on the visualization of a bowl. Yes, I think that's a great tip. And then you can, I always like to journal. So then I'm like, then you can journal oh. about it after and kind of see, yeah. okay, what do you, what does that mean to you after you have that visualization mm. and your bowl might be cracked? Well, why do you think that is, you know, and going yeah. deep with yourself. And then maybe after a few of those exercises, you might be ready to explore more. So I, yeah. I love that. I mean, cause that's, we don't always talk about that, you know, and no. just, I mean, sometimes that's, you know, women have trauma in their lives that they've pushed down and you know, mm-hmm. things come out sideways at times. And, you know, if we kind of look deep and sit with those uncomfortable feelings, yeah. you know, it will bring about goodness to our life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, love that. Um, so kind of switching um, a little direction, a little different direction, yeah. um, talking about, well, kind of different direction. We're going to go into mm-hmm. meditation. So are you mm-hmm. a meditator? And, you know, how do you go about a meditation practice? All right. I wouldn't say I'm the classic meditator. So I, I do have times of stillness okay. where I sit with myself, but sometimes that's to gain clarity on a certain question mm-hmm. in order to find an answer. Love it. So, but I find that um, I don't try to place myself in a certain position or place in order to reach a certain state. I've kind of come to my own conclusion that I can feel peaceful or that I can be fully aware and mindful um, just by being, just normal life and Mm -hmm. living. So that's where I'm at. But I do find moments where it's like, no, I need to sit down. I just need 
no distractions. I need to just be with myself and something needs to come to me, right? Mm-hmm. I do have that desire or that, that pang of, okay, that's what I need right now. But I don't find that I have a classical meditative practice, so to say. No, and that's where I like to ask, you know, kind of that question, because I think meditation is definitely the buzzword and thing going around right now and just getting other people's opinions and what their true practice might look like. And a lot of the times it's not, you know, I'm sitting down, you know, on my meditation pillow for 20 minutes a day, you know, and it is that, you know, you're working on visualizing something or, you know, getting an answer to a question. Mm -hmm. Um, And it could be just walking in nature and just Mm -hmm. being with yourself, not listening to music, not listening to a podcast, just kind of you're there. So, um, I mean, I think telling people that there's so many different ways to kind of get in touch Like on my, you know, as I was coming home to do this interview today, I was like, Mm -hmm. I do a quick meditation kind of in the car. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. not completely all over the place when I, you know, I'm doing my interview because I knew I was going to be rushed. And so I'm like, okay, Ruby Red Roots grounding me down. So that's Mm -hmm. what I was focusing on in the car. So even just those little things, kind of something that you can come back to, to kind of center yourself, um, just having that in your back pocket, I think is Mm -hmm. so useful for people. And you don't have to think of, I need to sit in silence on a pillow, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I love that. Um, so I know, um, let's talk about kind of one of your latest podcasts, you discussed your ego. So that's another topic that I like to work on. So mm. you discussed how it might be blocking you from feeling guilt free. So I know yeah. that we, our ego plays a major, um, part or maybe minor in our daily lives. Can you talk a little about what ego means to you and like what you meant by that? Mm-hmm. I usually associate the ego with fear and the downward downward spiral. So fear or the emotions of frustration. Mm-hmm. And I, I lump them all together. I sometimes all it call, also call it the false friend because mm-hmm. it can seem so real. Like those voices can feel like it's it's loud and it's clear and it's what you need to listen to at that moment or maybe not right so that's what I relate the ego to and along with that how I experience you know the whole guilt thing and the ego that particular episode was all about how the ego was keeping me back from saying out loud how guilty I was feeling. Mm. So I think oftentimes we, we, we suffer or we feel, you know, negative things going on inside of us and we feel like we shouldn't say it out loud. Mm. We shouldn't get the help. We, 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 we shouldn't, you know, make it a big deal. But I think that the moment we say it out loud and we let go of this image of ourselves, you know, as this perfect person who doesn't need help. Or, of course, you know, we don't need support from a professional. You know, <laughs> that wouldn't mean I'm so wrong. Or, you know, that was what I was going through because that was the first time I actually reached out to someone professionally. I actually reached mm-hmm. out to a hypnotist in order to resolve my guilt issues because it kept on coming up, especially right before I fall asleep. So it would just kind of like pop into my awareness would be like oh that thing I did it was so awful and then I would be like okay let's try to sleep now so it was really bothering me and also my partner my husband he also saw like oh like you win sometimes before you sleep and I go you know when I re-experience whatever and I realized yeah this is going on and I at first I didn't allow myself to say that it's real Mm. you know I tried to hide it I tried to keep suffering alone and not say it out loud and that just 
adds on to the story. I know you say story, and it's true. I just build on that story, and I make it more real. Then maybe the voices get louder, and the plot、mm-hmm. thickens. But it's all inside my head. But sometimes, if you share it with someone, even just a friend, maybe it's someone professional, or maybe it's just your friend, and they go,、uh, "You've been thinking what?" <laughs> <laughs> and you go, "Oh, wait a second, you're right. <laughs> That's a bit ridiculous and、yes. a bit traumatic, right?"、Yes. So I think a part of the ego can also make you want to stay with this ideal image of yourself and not let you fully admit or bring to light. In front of others, or even to yourself, those、um, shadow sides of yourself. No, I, I mean, I totally agree. And I, the talking things out with someone. I mean, whether it be a professional or a friend, you know, sometimes、yeah. you can find your own answer by, you know, saying that thing that had been going in your head that the ego might be actually saying, and you're like, wow, actually speaking that out loud to someone, that does sound a little crazy, you know, and、yeah. that's. You know, totally acceptable, and I think that、um, you know, I was just telling, talking to a client this morning. We were talking about how、um, you know therapy is totally fine. I think we kind of stigmatize it, but it's、yes. you know a lot of people need it, and I mean I think everyone can benefit it. It's just talking to someone, and usually you're discovering、yes. your own truth by you know saying, "Here's what I'm thinking," and then you're like, "Oh wait, well here's my answer," and it's just、yeah. someone listening, you know, extending、yeah. an ear and. Maybe giving a little bit of an opinion, otherwise maybe just letting you find you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I love that. So we're gonna kind of wrap up because I know we're getting close to our time. So I want you have a 21 day self love challenge. I would like to hear more about this. Okay, so I created it because I thought, when was the last time anyone <laughs> paid extra attention, or you know, really made yourself matter for three weeks in a row? And that's about you know the time where we establish a new habit and all that. So I thought, why not? Why not take you know even just five to ten minutes a day to do you know a small reflection or do a small meditation or even. Maybe step out of our comfort zone. For example, one day of the twenty-one days, I say ask for help. Whether it's something so small like asking your partner to take out the garbage instead of you doing it every day, or、um, maybe a coworker asking them to, you know, do a bit of your task if it's you know overwhelming. Whatever it may be, because we feel like superwomen, and so little, 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 I push you a little bit every day into the direction where you feel like you are more worthy, or it might be the unpeeling of a certain belief.、Mm-hmm. So where you come back to yourself. So it's it's all sorts of、um, exercises and fun things too. And the first one, I would love to share the first one because、yeah. maybe you can do it right away. And it's to List out everything that you love, things you like to do, or people you love. You know, things you like, just amazing things that you like in this world, and you list it out. And I forget how many I, I mentioned to list. So that's the first thing.、That's、and then、awesome. afterwards, you look at that list and you check whether you are on it. Because you know we put a lot、oh, of the、yeah. things that you know our partners and our children and all these things that we feel like oh that's the most important and we forget about ourselves you know we forget this is the spacesuit that we're in so all, all sorts of exercises like these to kind of give you that oh a real experience of you know what's going on <laughs> totally I would I would not have put myself on that list you know like just thinking I've never done that I've done like you know what I'm grateful for I've never、yeah. put myself on there so I. That is very eye-opening. I I really enjoyed <laughs> that insight. <laughs>、um, so, 
where can we connect with you at? Like what's your website, social media platforms that you love? Absolutely. So if you want to check out my episode and all my free resources, just go to femininespace.com. And I also have a close Facebook group, and that's femininetribe.com. And right now, something that's happening, and which I really love, um, it's every Thursday, we celebrate a sister inside a group. So, you know, I, I really feel that as we, you know, work for a living and we give to others, we always feel like we need to do something to feel of value or to get something in return. And I want to just completely question that. So I've mm. dedicated every Thursday to celebrate someone. And they just be who they are. They post videos of where they live. They, they share what they do. And we just give them lots of love and support because I think that's enough. That's really enough to be just who you are. So anyways, that's happening at the Facebook group. So that's um, femininetribe.com. <laughs> Very, oh, that sounds awesome. I love that. And building a community. I think a mm -hmm. lot of times we miss that in our lives. So building that community, love it. Um, so last few questions to kind of finish out. So since this Peaceful Power podcast, what does peaceful power mean to you? Ooh, I want to bring this back to the wise woman. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> she's, she's talking to me. So, yes, that's, that's what it is. This trust in ourselves and not only that, but trusting our heart desires to express outward. And it doesn't have to be loud or obnoxious and screaming. It can be in a really still way. But sometimes I kind of want to say, compare it to so many things in nature, like the earth. Like if, if, if there's an earthquake, nothing, it doesn't really sound like anything. All of the sounds are the things that are moving, the buildings and whatever, or maybe a wave. You don't really quite see it coming at the beginning, but it's there. So yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I've not had an answer like that. That's, that's why I love asking that. Cause I, peaceful power means so many different things to different women and mm -hmm. oh, it's awesome. So my final question, I like to give kind of a challenge to the listeners every week. Um, and when I have guests, I like to have you guys kind of throw out a challenge to everyone for the upcoming week. So what do you got for everyone? All right. I would say just to wrap up everything that we mentioned, right? Yeah. I would say to, Give your womb, give your womanhood some love. Because mm. I know that it's a place we go to only sometimes with our partner or wherever when it, it's time to give birth. <laughs> you kind of have to go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, things. So I would say do what you can, you know, the best you can, and introduce yourself to that part of you. So get to know your own womanhood, get to know yourself in that space. May that be physically feeling yourself, self-massage, or visualizing that bowl. If you have this pelvic bowl, what could it look like? And reflecting, hmm, what could that mean? Or just breathing into that space and accepting that it's there and it's there for you. So that's my challenge. Yes, I love it. And that's definitely a challenge. I'm sure it's going to be a challenge. It really is going to be a challenge, I'm sure, for um, some of our listeners, and I think it is an important one. So thank you so much for that. So thank I've you. had a pleasure talking with you today, Natasha, um, and I cannot wait to share this episode with everyone. So thank you so much. Thank you. It's been amazing, and we covered so many topics. Yes. And they're really close to, I think, both our hearts. Yes. I think it, we just feel how important it all is and how big of a difference it can make. Totally, totally. All right, so everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power this upcoming week. If you're looking to spread more peaceful power in your life, 
head on over to sapphiretraining.com, spelled S-A, the word fire, training, dot com for more information about how to spread your peaceful power, as well as if you want a free resource guide on to working out for your body types, that is at the top of our homepage. So go on out there and spread your peaceful power.